It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. We've been talking about relativism. Relativism is the philosophy that denies absolutes. Absolute truth is no longer paramount, for the notion prevails that there are no absolutes. Truth is no longer considered the same for all persons, at all times, in all places. Relativism says, pick your own truth. One version is as good as the next. Moral relativism denies any moral absolutes. Relativity of truth denies any truth absolutes. I expect that contrary to those two assertions, most people believe that only some things are relative. Here's one problem of relativism. If there are no absolutes, then there is no absolute truth and everyone's point of view is equally valid, which leads us to the decisions driven by the opinion polls and to a world where spin replaces substance, the loudest voice replaces reason dialogue, and the powerful, not the truthful, prevail. When truth is displaced, we lose the ability to trust. A loss of trust erodes the stability and the security that we need in healthy relationships between persons or between each person and our institutions. When truth evaporates and takes trust with it, insecurity and suspicion rule the day. Who wants that scenario? But that is what we've got. Such a view leads one to become very skeptical about truth claims of any kind, and taken to its logical conclusion leads to nihilism. To critique the relativists' viewpoint, one only needs to begin with their central assumption namely that absolutes do not exist. To say that is to claim implicitly that there is at least one absolute, namely that absolutes absolutely do not exist. So this view is self-defeating. In the last episode, I said that subjective relativism asserts that what is wrong or right and what is true or false are subject to individual interpretation. Conventional relativism rejects that claim and teaches instead that each person's 
submit his will to that of the culture. Cultural relativism says no moral absolutes can exist. I also said there are two ways for a proposition to be true. It can be objectively true or it can be subjectively true. Let me clarify. There is a distinction between the words objective and subjective. Objective means independent of people's opinions. Subjective means dependent on people's opinions. So to say that there are objective moral values is to say that something is good or bad no matter what people think about it. The whole gamut of feelings, biases, whims, or attitudes can contribute to one's opinions. So, for example, to say that the Holocaust, the killing of six million Jews during World War II by the Nazis, was objectively wrong is to say that it was wrong even though the Nazis who carried it out thought it was right. And it would have been wrong even if the Nazis had won World War II and succeeded in exterminating or brainwashing everybody who disagreed with them so that everyone believed the Holocaust was right. Truth claims can be separated into two categories, either objective or subjective. An objective statement, you recall, conveys something about the object of the statement that is independent of one's opinions. Moreover, objective claims are either true or false. Their truth or falsehood resides in the correspondence with reality upon the facts of the matter. If a statement is both objective and true, then it is something that is true for everyone, everywhere, at all times, whether they agree with it or not. So if I say, I own a 2003 Acura car, the object of that statement is the 2003 Acura car. This is an objective statement because it is independent of my opinions. And it is true because I do, in fact, own such a car. On the other hand, if I had said I own a 2004 Acura car, that would still be an objective statement, but it would be false because I do not own such a car. If I say the color of my 2003 Acura is blue, this is an objective statement whose truth or falsehood does not depend on my internal subjective opinion, but on the external fact of the color of my car. If I say I like blueberries on my cereal, that statement conveys something about the subject the person who made the statement about his likes. In this case, I made the statement. It is simply the matter of my personal opinion. This subjective statement is true because it reflects the true state of affairs about my personal tastes. 
So the truth of a subjective statement is dependent on the internal subjective opinion of the subject. Another such subjective statement is the best dessert is chocolate chip cookies. We can distinguish objective and subjective truth claims by asking this simple question. Can my opinion change the truth or falsehood of the claim? If so, the claim is subjective. There is no way to measure my statement about blueberries on my cereal against reality. It cannot be evaluated apart from my own opinion. If I say, this is my truth, it would have more accurately been labeled my opinion. Subjective claims, in general, can't be falsified by evidence because they depend on opinions, and opinions can change according to one's moods, etc. Allow me to list several statements and encourage you to think along with me to determine whether the statements are objective or subjective. I start with the physical statement. Joe's 2003 Acura car is blue. This is objective because it's either true or false. And it can be confirmed or falsified but just by physically observing the car. The second statement is, blue is the best color for cars. This is subjective. It is just an opinion. Next, let's consider an abstract statement. Seven times three equals 20. The fact that it is a false equation may give you some difficulty. But it is an objective statement because my personal opinion can't change it. How about this statement? Math is the most exciting subject. You might think this is so patently false that it has to be objective. But it is an opinion, so it is subjective. Fifth statement. Joe can hit his tennis serve over 100 miles per hour. I happen to know that this is a false statement, so it is objective. Secondly, can my opinion change the speed of my serve? No, but I wish it were true. Consider this statement. All religions are the same. I have offered no evidence concerning its truth, but it is objective because we can determine it is either true or false. If two religions differ in a single doctrine, then the statement is false. The seventh statement is a moral statement. Premarital sex is immoral. We know from opinion surveys that most people are not sure whether moral claims are objective. But what about this moral claim? This is objective because it is either true or false. Let us now consider this metaphysical statement, God exists. Is it objective or subjective? The culture wants to relegate all religious claims as subjective. But this is not subjective because I can't change its truth 
by changing my opinion about it. That's one reason. It is true or false according to whether God exists or not. So it is objective. That's another reason. It's not subjective because you can't falsify a subjective statement. One reason is enough. And I have given three reasons. Yet instead of treating the statement God exists as an objective statement, many now treat it as subjective. Instead of agreeing or disagreeing, the response might go like this. That is your truth. God may exist for you, but he doesn't exist for me. Notice the focus has changed from objectivity where we are seeking correspondence to reality, to this new focus of relativity, where we are depending on the subject who is making the statement. God's existence is not like your tastes. Today, it is popular to view all statements regarding religion, theology, morality, and matters of political correctness as simply subjective statements of opinion. Allow me to summarize what we've discussed. Relativism is the philosophy that denies absolutes. Relativism says pick your own truth. One version is as good as the next. If there are no absolutes, then there's no absolute truth, and everyone's point of view is equally valid, which leaves us to the decisions driven by the opinion polls and to a world where spin replaces substance, the loudest voice replaces reason dialogue, and the powerful, not the truthful, prevail. When truth is displaced, we lose the ability to trust. A loss of trust erodes the stability and the security that we need in healthy relationships. When truth evaporates and takes trust with it, Insecurity and suspicion rule the day. Such a view leads one to become very skeptical about truth claims of any kind and taken to its logical conclusions leads to nihilism. Relativism is self-defeating. There is a distinction between the words objective and subjective. Objective means independent of people's opinions. Subjective means dependent on people's opinions. We can distinguish objective and subjective truth claims by asking this simple question. Can my opinion change the truth or falsehood of the claim? If so, the claim is subjective. I gave a list of eight statements, including the statement, God exists. And we were to, to determine whether they were objective or subjective. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address. Doug Apple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.